Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So NRL season kicks off tomorrow night. The AFL, you could say, is two weeks uh, behind the NRL. So the, the AFL season doesn't kick off for two weeks. But there's still so much sport uh, to talk about. But we do want to touch on the AFL, and we'll do that with Jared Whiteley, who's getting ready for his own program. It's been great that we've been able to go to Ian Smith this morning across the ditch on SENZ. Now we're off to Melbourne, where Jared Whiteley is the star broadcaster of the station. And he's back from Super Bowl and cricket commentary duties. Old junker, Jared. Uh, g'day, Jared. Bossy, <laughs> James. To great show. to be back with you. Yeah, ever ball boys? Uh, like, no, you don't have that. Like in the AFL, do, do kids get jobs helping out at the AFL? Does that, no. that anything to do? No, that's always been the tennis in Melbourne where one of the great rites of passage mm. through your school years was to find your way to the Australian Open And when I was wow. a kid at, at Kooyong and then um, at Rod Laver to, to see if you could be part of that. And the, the celebrity that that held, uh, if someone at your school happened to be a, a, a ball kid at the Australian Open. Where, I wonder if they got pies and drinks like our listeners are telling <laughs> yes. us to be a ball boy in the rugby league. What about that? Throwing up in the reserve grade game because you're eating too much pies. That's an amazing story. Now, SEN, the home of sport, you are back from India, um, but but you've been there and you've done that, we could say. Is is the car crash going to continue? I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, who could make a, a confident prediction of how things are going to open up in the third test today? I think there's a, a wild sense of pessimism around the country as we head towards Indoor. Uh, I, I understand it. I think the... The autopsy has been so severe. I actually think it's been disproportionate, notwithstanding that what happened on morning three in Delhi was was a disaster. It was a disaster of strategy and execution. And to hear Steve Smith uh, reflect that he, he's never sort of been more angry or aghast with himself, having gone down on the knee to play the sweep to Ashwin and, and got out, and then the litany of players who suffered the same fate in the aftermath. So Australia's down 2-0. Typically in India, the tour gets harder the longer that a team is there. So at this stage, Australia either needed to be on level terms or in front. They played some really good cricket for two days in Delhi to try to draw on and build from there. But how are they going to be more accomplished this time around against Ashwin and Jadeja? Uh, I am the one thing I'm I am confused by is I'm shocked to hear it referred to as a dead rubber. It, it is no such thing as that. I mean, the fate of the series, the trophy can't be won, but the series isn't lost. And there is a world of difference between four nil and two two. And Australia's place in the World Test Championship is unsecured. And um, the only way to stay in control of their fate is to either draw or win a Test match in India. Otherwise, they're going to be at the mercy and the vagaries of of other results. So they had to make a stand in Delhi. I think they did for a while until they fell to their knees sweeping. Uh, This is a huge test of not only temperament and technique, but I actually think the team's pride and dignity goes on the line in this game. Who do you think will be named in the starting 11 for this test, Jared? Yeah, I think for the first time, this is quite straightforward. There's only one choice to make. So head is going to open with Kawaja, which I quite like for the remainder of this series. 
Labashane, Smith and Hanscom's the middle order. And then Green is back. So Cam Green has so quickly become the linchpin of this team in the same way that Ben Stokes for so long was with, with England and Andrew Flintoff before that. The team only makes sense when Green is there because he provides the, the pace bowling option and the batting at six. So he returns as the all-rounder from injury. Carey's the keeper. Stark comes in for Cummins. Left arm swing, left arm reverse swing works in India. So I actually just bowler for bowler. I prefer Stark to Cummins in these conditions. I think so Lyon places the front line spinner and then there's the choice to play two more spinners. Um, Kuhneman is the, the sort of the last man in. So I think his place is to be decided uh, between him and Scott Boland. So Todd Murphy will play alongside Nathan Lyon, I think, and then we'll either go the third spinner, Kuhneman, or the third seamer in Boland. Right. Uh, now, I'm gonna, we like to play you're down to your last $10, uh, Jared. I often do this with Brandy. You're down to your last $10. Now, Steve Smith averages 67.33 with a bat when he has captained Australia. Yeah. You're down to your last 10. Are you going over or under scoring um, 67 uh, or more, scoring more than 67 in the first innings of the test as captain? Over. You're down to your last 10. Yeah, over with confidence, and I might borrow another ten to to go all in on him. So I think the combination of the disappointment that he expressed, and we know the perfectionist that he is, of what he missed uh, from a team and from an individual perspective in Delhi. So I think that plays, and then yes, he gets these rare moments to captain again, and it it does mean a lot to him. I think the first time he was the replacement captain, he was, for all the world, going to make a century in Adelaide against England and fell just short. I think this will appeal to the to the obsessive nature and the competitive spirit within him. And, uh, yeah, I th- and Australia needs it. He, he remains their best batter, and I think he will feel that intensely. So I'm definitely on the overs. So 10 of your own, and you're going to borrow 10. Gamble responsibly. Very nicely done. <laughs> um, the AFL now... Buddy Franklin is off to a slow start for the Swans. Uh, we sent out our ace reporter, Charlie Goose, it was a Charlie, along to the uh, Swans trial. He came back unimpressed with Buddy. And now yeah. we hear from John Longmire um, not going to play the full season. Um, what, what's your read on Buddy Franklin, Swans? Totally natural that at 36 years of age, this is about trying to have him in the best shape for the end of the year. So I think there's a, a few good examples out of out of Geelong's campaign last year and Joel Selwood, who was their veteran, as to how they nursed him through the season and quelled that competitive spirit that that burns in him a bit like Smith and just they, they managed him and, and he sat on the bench at starts of games and didn't play games that he was desperate to. I, I think that's totally natural. I don't want to see Franklin doing anything in trial games because that's that's wasted energy. He just needs to find a way to to be fit and in shape um, in the first month of the season and then they should be picking they should be picking and choosing and hope that he can play maybe 16 games across the course of the season and be be ready to be influential and decisive in a final series so this is the modern management of the of the great sportsman and I could give you who could I give you Jimmy Anderson who beyond 40 has just become the number one test bowler again in the world because they've kept him out of all white ball cricket for a long period of time. He doesn't play every test match. This is this is modern sport. And I think we would all hope that, that Sydney is able to manage Franklin to another another great year.
Is it a case-by-case scenario in AFL with the amount of running and games they play or is it is it across the board that, that older players uh, kind of can't play that full season? Because we saw Cameron Smith in the NRL play well into his late 30s every game of the year plus origin plus finals yeah. and had no dip in form right up to retirement. Yeah, so I think the paradigm has shifted in modern sport where early 30s is is late 20s now. So I think you're you're talking mid to late 30s and yes in the the AFL the the athletic part of it does play a big role. So I think more players are getting uh, are getting through their to their mid 30s and and in better condition and that that's self-evident is that they will have spent their whole careers under the the modern guise of sports medicine. So the, the wear and tear should have been reduced across the years and there should be a benefit to that. I think sort of Roger Federer is the poster boy for that. So, yeah, is, but we're talking sort of right at the end. And Franklin is like, he's he's in overtime now. He's signed this extra year to, to get beyond the, con, the, the monster contract that he initially signed. So, yeah, is, these are the rare players that get to this point and they're, a, they're such a cherished commodity to, to be managing. Now, we've been having our poll. Uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald, they've been sort of drip-feeding us results of the poll and bits and pieces. And the Pride Round came up again the other day. It's something I spoke to you about on your show, uh, Jared, on Tuesday. Um, and, and there's this massive division. And I, and I quoted to you, Nico Hines uh, from the Cronulla Sharks, what are we afraid of? Like, if, if I just say we should have... Um, inclusive every round of the competition. Mm-hmm. I don't think we even need a round. If we just, if the NRL just came in to, just, and all the clubs said, we're just inclusive. We, we, we open the doors to everyone and you can feel at home going to the football. Is there the same division in the AFL as we're seeing from the recent polling of NRL club bosses? I think there would be. And th- this feels true across code. So the AFLW, which has a, a very significant proportion of its players who are openly gay and has changed the Aussie rules environment uh, so much for the better. They have the pride round and it, it has, it hasn't been without incident along the way is players who don't feel they can wear that Guernsey, that that's, that's true. That's real. And, and that's played out. And, you know, we've even sort of had a, a coach be a little bit dismissive of it, which, uh, which rankled. So, for for a concept that is supposed to be inclusive, it it is divisive, and we've seen that in the NBL. Um, most re- I think the A League pulled it off pretty well on the weekend. Um, so yeah, I I think you have to weigh up the will this actually fulfil the ambition of what you're trying to achieve? Because if it becomes divisive and there's elements that are that that remain so, then it's self defeating. I think so. That's the. Oh, I think that's the challenge that each code faces. You shouldn't stumble into it. You should know your. You should know your landscape exactly if you are going to to try to do it successfully. Yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. I, I look. I, 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 have we made any progress? Um, the poll results sort of suggest. No, I don't know whether we have. James, your your thoughts. I mean, um, I, I'm just saying that. If, do we need a round to identify this one round in the season? I, I say no. I'm just saying we do it across the board each and every round, James. Yeah, it's Might a curly one. Look, unrealistic? I, I think I'm for it. Um, we've, we've had World Pride um, here in Sydney this past almost month now, Vossi. 
and it's been celebrated universally. So I can't see why we can't have a pride round. Um, it's it's a little bit concerning that it still is remains divisive, and there's there's two sides to this at, at, in 2023. Uh, it sometimes surprises me, I guess, based off the circles that I mix in. I've, I've never seen any opposition to it, but when you put it to a vote like that, and those are the results that comes back, it it does. It becomes divisive. And the idea of respect round, which is uh, what Andrew Webster wrote about the other day, it's just ticking a box. It, it, yeah, it doesn't it mean anything. Stand for anything. It, no. It's just it's just ticking a box to say we're doing a round of sorts. Jared, we better let you go and get ready for your program. I'm sure you're going to take uh, plenty of calls on all things uh, cricket in particular. Mm. So have a great uh, great Wednesday. Terrific. Enjoy the start of your NRL season. And, and I'll see if I can rustle up another ten dollars. So you can have thirty on Steve Smith scoring <laughs> more than sixty-seven in the first innings. We'll just we'll just let it ride. Well done, Jared Waitley. Um, so that that is the record. Steve Smith as captain averages sixty-seven point three three with a bat. And Jared is so confident if he's down to his last ten, he'd even borrow more. He'd go into debt to load up on Steve Smith scoring more than 67 first innings. So we'll see how he goes. Of course, gamble responsibly. It's all a bit of fun uh, when we're talking about it in this context. 23 minutes after. It's not no fun, though, if he goes swooping to a ball, keeping low and gets out uh, for under 10. Uh, this is Breakfast with Vossi and the Missile on the Home of Sport, 1170 SEN. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.